0: We're here. This is us live. Look at that. We're live.
1: We now? are live,
0: like live, live, like actually live. Not, not
1: on August the twenty two thousand and twenty three, at nineteen hundred central time. One minute late. We're one minute late. So, it's all is lost. We but we're, actually a, we're actually actually a week late. If we're going to be honest, we're seven days and one minute late. <laughs> Fair. We uh. <laughs> We did a good job of being every two weeks for a while. And then my schedule did what my schedule does. But, hey, we punted it a week. We knew we were going to punt it a week. We knew yep. a couple weeks ahead of time. Yep. Um, so I would, you know, uh, as undisruptive as possible. Now we'll just be on a two-week schedule from here, right?
0: I mean, you know, uh, we keep saying, I, I, I keep saying it's like real life happens. You know, you can't help it. It is what I've it heard is. That. So. Yep.
1: I've heard some people this, have real lives.
0: This is a ting. So how are you happening? How are you doing? Today? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm doing fantastic. I I I mean, you know, I woke up way too early today for an appointment. Um way earlier than I'd like to be. Almost like the times that I used to get up when I was in the active duty, which Yeah. I don't care what nobody says that's that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. The 400 crowd's not my uh not my bag. Right. Yeah. I'm I don't know. I I uh i guess i've gotten really set in my retired ways now like (laughs) i like sleeping in and i'm like staying up late so it is what it is how are you man i'm doing well um
1: had a crazy week last week as you know we had to punt the podcast like we mentioned and honestly i think i worked an 80 hour week you know 80 hour week so that ended up being a lot um but you know got a lot of cool stuff done Learned a lot, saw a lot of things, met a lot of people, shook a lot of hands. Um, wasn't too bad, but I'm glad that week's behind me. This week is now off to a a roaring start, you know, just another day in the Matrix, as it were. So. <laughs> I mean, I
0: suppose that's that's what you get for having, like, an actual job, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I took the blue pill, right, not the red pill. <laughs> you right. ever wonder about yourself? Like, when some some, <laughs> some random guy, I mean, look, he looked cool as hell, but he shows up and he's like,
0: just holding out hands up. out.
1: Right. <laughs> you can take this pill and find out just how deep the rabbit hole goes. Or you can take right. this pill and go back to bed. I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to <laughs> guess, bed. Also, that that's not sanitary. <laughs> right. What you mean, how deep the rabbit hole goes? You think I care about it? rabbit holes? I care about eating a right. steak and getting some sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Making me alone. That's go some somebody good else. sleep right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, doing uh, well, man. Mm-hmm. The weather is... Um, it's cooling down a little bit. Uh, we've had, you know, weeks and weeks of, of every day, and I use Windows 11 right at work. And so on the left-hand side of my little bar, it's like near heat record <laughs> every oh single day. Oh, my gosh. This week, it's only getting up to 90 uh, today, right? It's only 90 today. My my thermometer, my truck only read 96. It wasn't 108 like I sent you the picture of. So. I had to shut the weather notifications
0: off on my phone because every morning – Hearing the bing to an excessive heat warning is oh, yeah. has been getting really annoying. But Monday, today, and tomorrow we're not breaking a hundred degrees, so I call that a win.
1: I uh, don't think you are?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. It's probably my luck. So it's been weird. It's been this year's. I mean, well, I can't. I mean, this, this fits what we're going to talk about later. But this year has definitely been. I don't think it's uncharacteristic of um, Texas weather. It's just the we're used to having this these temps and then maybe a day to break it up and then a few weeks and then a day or two to break it up, not just yeah, consistently yeah. straight through.
1: So Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy and we're definitely going to, you know, hit I think we'll hit as one of our subjects later. It's not directly about our weather, but it's going to be about yeah. weather. Probably don't want to hear my my Twitter slash X slash whatever Elon calls it tomorrow notifications. Um, it's going to be X from from tweaks. here. On. It's going to be <laughs> tweaks. <laughs> um, so let's run through. it. I think we've got a pretty good uh, little docket here yeah. for what we're going to yeah, talk about. Sure. You and I had three weeks to talk about different subjects, things that we thought we were going to talk about. We uh, you know kind of fell off, and then some new things came up. So we're going to be talking about India landing on the moon i think that's a pretty big deal and it's probably worth talking about and have Heck fun yeah. talking about that uh some astronauts have been uh being tested for extended space missions and there's been some really interesting things that have occurred there we're going to talk about uh the world's either on fire or it's flooding that seems to be the oh, man that seems to be where things are not a lot in the middle lately um we're going to talk about artificial intelligence in the entertainment industry i think that's going to be a fun one uh to run through with you and uh then we got a couple of backups Right, in case we need them, uh, that will there'll be surprises, and most of the subjects we talk about tonight will not be what I just told you. It'll be other stuff, uh, but yep. we're also going to, you know, do our normal stuff, what you are watching happen. We'll hear about Hapa's favorite shows and and what's happening there. Yeah, so yeah, so why don't we get started with talking about uh, India? You know, go India. Good for you, India. Landing on the moon, landing near the south pole of the moon, where uh, scientists believe I think there's potentially fantastic. water reserves. Yeah, oh yeah, I think it's
0: so so. I, I, I... I have to ask, because I'm curious. Do you think Uh that the plan for some of these other nations to land on the moon is
1: for scientific reasons only? No. No, I think you can look at India's. And and, and what I'm about to say is not a criticism. It's a praise. Sure. But you can look at how India said, hey, we landed on the moon. Right? It's the fourth country to do it. Well the third country okay so it's the united states right yep because freedom freedom you know freedom gets to the moon first obviously yep um so we democratized the moon and freedomed it so we (laughs) went to the moon and then there was the soviet union right depending on how you want to look at that as a country or as whatever we wanted to call that then there's china right yep uh and then there's india and it's the first they're the first country to land on the south (laughs) pole right where scientists believe there might be frozen water reserves and the way that that india is kind of talking about it is like look we're here we're a player and they're They should. You've landed on the moon. Yeah, for sure. That's freaking cool. Yeah.
0: I could do that. And I was reading some of the criticisms, though. You know, the freaking tinfoil hat people were saying, well, did they really land on the moon because the video was very grainy and everything? And and (laughs) uh, luckily, some smart people chimed in right away, and they were like, you do realize they were looking at a live feed. Of their drone rolling from out onto the moon, moon. <laughs> like a live feed from the moon, kids. Yes, and when and when we landed originally, no one saw the live feed. Like it was a delayed transmission that they saw, right? So this is a digital video of you know that little hatch or little ramp coming down and that that little rover going out and gonna be
1: exploring the moon, man. So rock on. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. You know, and 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 when you when you sent me this subject, I was like, hey, Russia recently landed on the moon too. And <laughs> it, and, and know, my response was really, <laughs> yeah. And and the, for those who don't know, Luna twenty five, one of Russia's missions, recently crashed into the moon. And so technically, it did land on the moon. It just landed in. It was rapidly disassembled by the moon.
0: Um, <laughs> I always love that
1: rapidly rapidly
0: unscheduled disassembly. Yeah, I mean, it was
1: an unscheduled <laughs> rapid disassembly uh, process that they went through to, to disembark onto the moon. And Russian hardware did make it to the surface of, of the moon. It just was going, you know, 6.7 trillion miles per hour when it hit it. <laughs> Left a crater. Yeah, that, 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 there's a new crater on the moon, courtesy that the of Earth Russia. created. It, and it, it really, you know, when you and I were laughing about that, I, it struck me, right? Because Russia's a country on the way down. Uh, as far as technology and respect sure. in their ability to unite and create technological advancements, they're, the world's not seeing them the same way they did before they invaded Ukraine, right? And that really yeah, is what for led sure. to that. And India is on the other end of it, and they're kind of going up. So we're kind of witnessing this, you know, this Russian kind of decline in how the world thinks about them. And I think you asked the question: you know, is it just scientific? No, India is kind of making a statement, right? Like we're yeah, we're here. One in every six people on Earth is Indian. Yeah, yeah, right. Like that's crazy, and and I'm really happy for all those folks that their country is doing something that's exploration based. Right, like I wish countries would do more of that. We we figure out a lot of ways to blow up bridges, but very few ways to build them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I th- I think well, I, not to say that the the world scene is doesn't take India seriously, but I, I if you're not or haven't been, I think at this point you should be because to be able Come to on. put together you know a, a space program like this and do what hasn't been done in what 50 years 60 years something yeah. like that uh, yep. is pretty respectable in in my opinion
1: so um, well, i think it'd be amazing to do this so look at what happened in the United States of America after we landed on the moon yep an entire generation of people kids primarily saw that and were like i'm going to grow up and be science guy I'm gonna grow up and be tech guy. Whatever. Do you think that the same may happen in India? We, we went to the. It's moon. already I been happening though. Uh, they're one of the but, most. I mean, they're some of the smartest tech folks around. Yeah, for sure. But do you think more I folks mean, in India are gonna be like, "No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go be part of a space program." I who even knew? It? Ten years ago, did you know India had yeah. a space program? I know. I had
0: no idea. I had no idea. I know that yeah. they had. Their their spending on their military and federal. Uh, uh, institutions like that has been going up slowly but steadily, but I definitely didn't know they had a space program. I think, and and I'd be remiss if I thought for a moment that this wouldn't affect um, India in any way, shape, or form. But this is a huge home run for them, so it wouldn't it would not surprise me if you start seeing them talk about heading to Mars or even sure. having their own space station at some point if they aren't more involved in the international space station. So, yeah, I mean, you well got, the international uh, space station actually only supposed to be active for like another six years or something, I think anyway.
1: Yeah, it's not supposed to be around for too much longer. And you got, you know, India is part of BRICS, which is, yeah, that's right. Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's a an, an, it's kind of an answer to NATO originally, but they've done it in a way. South Africa like, able, also. Yep, South Africa, that's, that's the okay. yes. Yep. Yeah. And they've done it in kind of a way where they were like, hey, we're not trying to make a new NATO. We're trying to just make the world a better place, and we think we can do that through cooperation. Um, and this is what led to the conversation you and I had, I think, two podcasts ago where we were yeah. talking about, you know, was Putin going to go to the, the thing because South Africa was like, ah, if you do it, we got to arrest you. So it was like a weird yeah. thing. This was the BRICS thing. And so India, now you have two countries in, in that space right india and china and if you consider russia the soviet Union, right then you've got three in right. that space and in nato you got one right so yeah they're you know it's it's worth it's worth india doing the work to say we're an international superpower they're a nuclear state right there to me yeah sure it's a scientific message it's a political message it's a diplomatic message it's all those things and, and you know yeah cause yeah. offer them for sure
0: well, and I mean, we pulled back, we talked about that too. I mean, we, we pulled back our funding and essentially neutered NASA. So, I mean, the next mm-hmm. the next easy step is for somebody else to take all that talent and all the le- lessons learned and excel with it. And, you know, say what you will about uh, Mr. Musk, but I mean, SpaceX mm-hmm. is filling the void that we have Absolutely. right now.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: I but we- it would, I, the thing that worries me Though SpaceX being a company, he could yep. very easily say, "Well, I'm moving to whatever Mumbai or whatever, wherever their space." Oh, and will. Yeah, you know, because it may it may end up being more profitable for him at that point. It's a business decision, right? So yeah,
1: we we've given up on. Um, <laughs> it's pretty interesting when we, you know, and I have a lot of deep, a lot of strongly held opinions about that whole time in our. Our country, where we said, "Hey, we're not going to do space shuttles anymore." Then we went through a whole period where we said, "We're going to defund NASA,"
0: and yeah. the people
1: that made that statement weren't actually the authorities who could do the thing. But that didn't matter to right. people who were rocket scientists, and they've gone other places like India, mm-hmm. um, and we were depending on Russia to get us to the space station and back. You know, and and I, I look at uh, the deprivatization of space travel. You know, which is what you're talking about with SpaceX, a company yeah. um, can move us back and forth to the space station. And thank goodness that they were there because <laughs> with our relationship with Russia right now, we may yeah. not be able to get back and forth to the space station. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a, a bargaining chip in play You know, as we went through some steps that you know, our leaders thought were necessary. Um, you know, Talking about economic sanctions and whatever, there was a bargaining chip on, chip on the table, which was, hey, we can get you to the space station and get you back. And we may or may not do that. And they had started, you know, they started rattling their sabers about that stuff. So thank yeah, goodness we've got yeah. uh, a company that stepped up and is doing it. But my goodness, what if we didn't? So, so I guess, because that opens a whole new door uh, of worry
0: or thought in terms of uh, political impacts of this, right? Because if India has a stable space program, let's say, and for whatever reason, India wants to support continued action in space and the cost being charged to the u.s government is something we're not going to fund at some point because yeah. let's be honest the, the longer we go there's that less money going into said politicians pockets and not enough going out to programs that need it is to them to the politicians they're going to be okay with that so if they can stop paying for these space flights from cape canaveral using SpaceX, you figure eventually Musk's gonna be like, all right, well, I'll go where they will pay me. So then oh, he sure. leaves. So at that at that point now now we have no no
1: foot in the door in the space at all. Like, yeah, I mean Musk is a. <clears throat> I'm glad there's a company SpaceX that's out there doing this. Musk is at best unpredictable, right? And so it might not yeah. even be profit motivated. He could absolutely leave over politics. Yeah. And he's the kind of guy that will do that just to get a few headlines. Um, and, yeah, so, no, it's it's, it's an interesting but a, a bit precipitous NASA is still very competent. NASA is still doing some great stuff. <clears throat> they're planning on, you know, missions to Mars. Um, they're planning on, I think, in our lifetimes, um, assuming we live full of natural lives, you know, 280, 190, whatever it is you're going to live to. Um, totally. Uh, that we may see a permanent manned moon station we may see a mars manned station that'd be crazy right but that's that's how close we are to this stuff right it's it's you've got other countries like india saying we can land i mean think about what it takes to land something on a moon i mean getting there is is one planet right honestly
0: yeah i mean you're 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 taking something epically small on the scale of planets firing it from a marble that's hurling through space using only math and hopefully getting the math right and somebody converted inches to millimeters or whatever correctly and trying to hit another marble at out in space and then the real trick what you know what they always said like NASA always used to say it wasn't hard getting astronauts to the moon it was yeah. hard getting, <laughs> them <back. laughs> getting them back that, that was the, the hard part, part. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess that's the next step for... I don't know what India has planned with the rover. I know they're going to do tests, and they, they want to check if there's water and what is underground that? and stuff. Can you but I'm wondering, if it, was the plan
1: to bring that back? I'm kind of curious. I, didn't I, see. I think I was reading, in a, and I'm definitely not the authority, but when I was reading about it, I think the plan was it's going to send data back, and it's going to search oh, okay. for this water at the South Pole. And if they, <laughs> if they find water at the South Pole, because there's craters there that have been... I think they're either always shaded, or they're the most often yeah. shaded craters. Yep. And they're thinking, hey, maybe there's there's water in the form of ice below the surface there. So let's say the little little rover skids skeet, on down in the crater, goes a little dig dig. It's like, hey, it's an ocean here. Yeah. Of of water. There's plenty of water. All you need is some desalination, or maybe not even that. Right. Just filters. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and if, because water, water is, water and oxygen, right? That's, that, those are the things that are hard to move. Yep. Water's heavy. Yep. Water's heavy. Oxygen takes up a ton, a ton of space, right? So, like, these things are hard to move, and if you don't have to move one of those, you're a lot more likely to be able to say, hey, I'm going to be there for a while. I've got some supplies there um, yep. in the form of water. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of ramifications for there's, it's going to be interesting to see what they find, and I'm excited that they're doing it, and I hope that the international community continues to kind of rally around each other, even when Russia was, you know, politicians were saying, we're not going to take you to the space station. The Russian scientists were like, no, nah, dude, we are, right? Because the science community is trying to be trying really hard to show some yeah, leadership yeah. on this planet. And be, be open to each other, not like we've been in the past, Right. They're trying really hard to be like, you know, we could work together. I mean, the International Space, international space Station is international for a reason. Exactly. Yeah, there are yeah. Russians and Americans hanging out on the space station, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and those
0: scientists saw, have seen, well, both sides of the house have seen the benefit of working together. And we know the detractors of not because of decades and decades of Cold War. So there, to me, there's just only, only to benefit. Right, in the long run to work together, yeah. which is silly that we wouldn't, but I don't yeah. know. I, I suppose I'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes to that just because humans are human and we tend to not have humility when it comes to, to major
1: endeavors like that, it seems like anyway. What did Team Fortress Two, the sniper video say? As long as there are two as long as there are two people left on this planet, someone's gonna want someone else dead. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think I mean, it's, it's hilariously not jaded, right? It's hilariously jaded. And, you know, and we're talking about like this space travel, and there's going to be these missions to Mars. And and one of the studies that's actually going on in Russia, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit around this, but one of the studies that's going on is these ast- like these astronauts. We want manned moon missions. We want people to be on yep. the moon. We want people to be in Mars. And there's a lot of reasons we want to do that. You know, as a species, I think there's plenty of people saying, uh. This one may not last. We, not, we might want to find another one. Um, you know, and, and there's just the human exploration. But there's this test that's been going on in Russia with these, these, these potential space travelers, you know, whether you call them, whatever you call them, uh, astronauts yep. is what we would call them, but these potential space travelers. And they've isolated them and had them do the things that you would do if you were headed to Mars. And some of the most fascinating stuff has happened. And some of the things I thought were really interesting that they were measuring, and I don't think the folks that were involved, that were part of this, necessarily know what all is being measured, right? So, sure. But they're trying to measure how would people behave in that scenario. And one of the things they're measuring is is how often will these people kind of phone home, you know? Yep. How often will they report back, "This is my status." And what they have found in these studies is that the longer these folks are becoming a unit and independent, the less they will report back, which is a huge concern because that is a human complacency, take things for granted moment, everything went fine the past 90 days or 120 days, obviously everything's going to be fine and you're not reporting back to you know, you're not reporting back and all of a sudden some engineer didn't catch that your oxygen levels, were whatever it was and there's no support coming. Um, Super fascinating. (laughs) So when you're talking about Like, what are your thoughts on, like, people working in, like, that sort of isolation for, I mean, we're talking about potentially years here.
0: Well, so, I mean, I was thinking about it when when I read a couple of these different articles talking about this situation. So, first off, the trip to Mars is, I think they say seven months, eight months, something like that. Mm. Um, But you'd be talking about uh, they'd probably be going to space first, getting position, whatever they need to do the travel out whatever mission they got on planet and then the travel back. So you're talking possibly a couple of years, right? Where they would be isolated. And I, and I, I had thought about it a little bit. I was like, I kind of have actually a little bit of a, of a point of view on this, probably that the average person doesn't because being in the Navy, when we go out to sea, I mean, there's times where we were literally, we didn't see land for, you know, three, four months or I'd sea sure. land. It'd be over there somewhere. Right? right. And, and you are isolated at that point, but you're still talking crews of at the smallest, uh, two, 300, right. So not maybe 12 to 20 that you would have on a spacecraft. But I guess I, for me, I didn't understand the, maybe what the thought process is, uh, why, why they would allow the crews to, I think this was just a, in the blind test. Like they didn't say, these are your regulations and rules. Like you're required to contact oh, us every Monday or no, no. whatever. No, they did. Okay. I missed, I missed that then. Yeah, but no, I that, did that see that the... where they, they had said that the um, an all men crew, male crew steadily reported back less and less and less (laughs) and an all-female crew actually (laughs) continued to report but their emotions got more into those reports as they went and then when they did the integrated crews it (laughs) seemed to level them out a little bit which which is good but um i thought that was interesting too because i was in the navy when we didn't have integrated crews still it was all males And I was obviously in the Navy when we had integrated crews. And people always used to tell, you know, they'd ask me what's the pros and cons of integrated crews. And And I say, well, I didn't look at too many cons of an integrated crew. But looking back, we tended to get things done more with no bullshit. Excuse the language. Like, we would just, we had no time to screw around. We got it all done. But when we started having the integrated crews... The females on board tended to mellow us, mellow the men out a little bit because you got, you know, a ship full of testosterone. So there's a lot of wrestling and just stupid hijinks going on and off hours that really didn't benefit anything, you know, whereas the, when the women came in, the men tended to come down a little bit off that a little bit. And so the working environment was a little bit more uh, relaxed, which... Like it or not, they may not be the best way to handle it. But I guess for me, I just don't understand is if you have a pro- a professional crew, how that reporting could because there's no ramifications, right? It's not like they could fly a, an exec up right. there, and slap no, them around, right? So, absolutely. but I just I, yeah. I I guess I just don't understand how that internally to those folks they could recognize that that's not okay. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I can't imagine, you know. Me and five other people being out that isolated. And, and and it really does. I mean, you know, let's say we were camping. Let's just say camping, right? And we knew we were going to be out there for six months. And after some period of time, we're going to hit a routine. Yeah. Whatever that routine is. And if that routine is comfortable. Yeah. Maybe we don't report back. And I think that's the concern is... When you're talking about being on another planet, which I can't believe. I mean, it's 2023. We're here talking about people actually being on another planet. And we as a species are planning for that. Like, that's the research we're doing, and we're getting ready to do that. And when we're talking about being on another planet, if people aren't reporting back, we can't help them. Yeah. If we don't know what's going on. Now, I think what, you know, and I'd read some more about this, and I think part of one of the things that's really interesting is When you're talking about a trip to, say, Mars, you have to be really, really, really aware of everything you send, right? Everything that weighs something is is one more reason you won't make it there. And so, obviously, they're going to be extremely sensitive to, like, anything that's heavy or whatever. So they have to also think about, when you talk about building your systems, you have to see, you know, what sensors am I going to put on there? What data is it going to send? What sensors am I going to leave out? Right? Because, I mean, if we're building it here on Earth... And we have, we don't care about weight, right, because Earth is the perfect spaceship, even though we're, right. <laughs> you know, actively fighting over it, trying to ruin it, whatever it is. It is a perfect yeah. spaceship, right? Yeah. It, it was like a custom-built spaceship for humans. We are floating through space. But now we're building little space shuttles and ships that are leaving this. But if we were here on Earth building it, we would add, like, a million sensors. For sure. We would know everyone's everyone's oxygen level. We would know everything that was going on. We'd know all the carbon, you know, Dioxide, monoxide, whatever it is. Uh, we know everything about every plant. We know everything about everything. But if you're going to send it to Mars, you got to be really selective with what sensors and stuff you're yeah. going to use. Yeah. And so it was talking about the kind of things they weren't going to report back on. We have to find – that's the research, right? We have to find ways to automate that in yeah. and be like, even if they don't voluntarily report it back, we have to have ways of knowing it occurred. Right? So we can prompt them or we can ask them or we can – yeah, go ahead and get that mission ready because we got to have seven months between now and then that you're going to need a screwdriver. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. We oh, we forgot this. We got the Phillips head, right? But well, we forgot the flathead. Sorry about that. And, and with the
0: increased time with communication, like you send a message, you got to wait, right? Mm-hmm. Because the sensor reading that you might get here on the planet is whatever hours or an hour late you already learned that
1: half the ship's out of oxygen or whatever like it's too late at that point right yeah you know, that's <laughs> a good what is what is the communication <clears throat> delay between Mars I used to actually know that let me see if I can find what that is
0: it only says it actually says 5 to 20 minutes so I'm actually okay. correct. <clears throat> well hmm. five oh to 20 depending minutes.
1: on the position the, of they get Mars yeah. to Earth right so what's interesting about that what I was going to say is if you've ever been in a I'm going to be as positive as I can be. As positive <laughs> as I can be here. If you've ever been in a harrowing situation. Right, a situation where you truly believed you are faced with life or death. Like true. Yeah. Yep. 5 minutes is forever.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. That time dilation is a is a thing for sure. I mean, I Absolutely. I had a couple situations when we were off the coast of Iraq, where uh, we were, I was, I was hoping to get the order to shoot down an incoming missile because at that time, Iraq, when we we invaded, they had, you know, their their anti ship missiles were like telephone pole sized bottle rockets. Like they're like the ship is in that general direction. If I light the fuse, you know, and and they fired it, it out like in a, the Gulf, you, you know. Psh. Yeah, looks... and I mean, it, but but in their defense, the entirety of the U.S. Navy, British Navy, French Navy, Italian Navy, everyone's Navy was in that little itty-bitty area off the yeah. coast of Iraq, yeah. so the likelihood of them hitting something was Pretty good. It was higher and than normal. I, right. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, you know, we were out there tracking this missile, and I was the guy that had my finger on the button to shoot it down. If and I will tell you that the eight minutes that it took that missile to arc towards us was the longest eight minutes of my mm. life because I didn't know if I got the order in this ear to shoot, and then I went out to comms through the mic and out to the other ships in this ear. If my brain, the the thing in the middle, would process enough to yeah. get the message out and hit the button, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, like <laughs> the bowl of spaghetti noodles stored inside yeah, your skull, exactly. And I will tell you, <laughs> when you got adrenaline pumping, man, you're yeah. you're not lying. Like five minutes is a very long time. Like yeah, it's... a lot can
1: happen in, in five minutes. We tend to talk about things like five minutes, or let's say twenty, whatever that, you know, depending on how yeah. far the Earth and Mars were away. We tend to talk about five minutes. Honestly, five minutes. Five minutes is like the the way to say I don't need much of your time. Hey, I just need five minutes. Yeah, for sure. right yeah. You got five minutes, but five minutes in those situations. I, you know, I've been in several situations in my life, uh, and those are probably happen seven whiskey conversations at the bar, not uh, not podcast situations, you know, conversations. But the I've been in those situations where you really where time completely slows down, and you know, you see it yeah. in movies and stuff where a car is spinning, you know, in a wreck, and the. The person's like, did I leave the oven on? Like, it's just
0: you know <laughs> all the like random all these... BS that you don't yeah. need to think
1: about. But in those moments, you really find out the human brain is pretty amazing and can process really quickly. But but these people, if whether it's the moon, right, or whether it's Mars, and we have these manned residences, camps,
0: these yeah. missions,
1: they're on their own, man. Yeah. And. Yeah they're going to have to act you're gonna have to find a very special crew of people who can do the things we need them to do can be the first humans to colonize another planet and yep. can send the email once a day they're supposed to send right because yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right?
0: that's yeah, what they're yeah. supposed to do
1: is like yeah oh don't be for, don't let me forget to do my video diary dear diary day 426 yeah. right and but yeah. they've got to do all this high level stuff, and then they've also got to do the the rec, you know the bookkeeping and all the all the stuff. It's it's going to be a pretty special I, group group of people. Have you read the the book The Martian? I'm sure you've I've seen, seen the seen movie. The movie but... Seen the movie. I've not read the book, but I've heard the book was fantastic. You
0: should read the the book because they get into some of the psychology behind, you know, the head of NASA. He gets a lot of flack during the movie. Spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen the movie. Oh, but, goodness. Um, you haven't seen the movie from, what was it, 2014? <laughs> <laughs> but um, he makes the call to not tell the guy oh, yeah. stranded yeah. on Mars, right? And nobody yeah. can understand why Why they're not telling the crew of the spaceship that's returning. And he's like, they've got all that other crap they got to worry about. Yeah. The last yeah, thing I need stuff. to do is add the stress of knowing they left someone behind. Like, and that's the type of person that you actually, as much as he seems like an asshole, you need that guy. You need that guy in charge 100%. because 100%. he's got to make decisions like that. Because like we said, five minutes is a very long time. Now add explosive decompression to that. <laughs> yeah. in five minutes, right? Yeah. Like, they've got to deal with everything going on. They can't deal with other stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see, because a lot of the testing that uh, was going on on the International Space Station was specific to isolation tests and things like that sure. um, over the years. So I'm kind of curious to see when they start moving these tests, at some point they've got to move them into space and, and be doing full full on tests where they have like a time delay and everything. I'd imagine
1: I just imagine that's like the next logical step, right? I and mean, then the moon might be that, right? Like that would be Right. Yeah. If we can I, you know and I, the thing I saw, I think it was I think Trump took a lot of heat as president for saying we should have a a base on the moon, right? And Yeah. And you and I have talked, you know, we're not going to get into politics here, but I truly believe that every president does great things and every president does not great things, and sure, yeah. So I'm not saying something is great or not great. But what I'm saying right. is, during Trump's administration, he was like, "Hey, I want to, I want to put a base on the moon," and he took a lot of flack for that from a lot of people. And I'm like, you know, that's actually not a bad idea, um, for a lot of reasons. We need to learn how to send up the 3D printers, right? Which is everything. You know, everything. I was at the, the, um, was at the Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama. Not, I mean, it was been a couple years back, but not too long ago, right before COVID, I guess. And they have a whole thing about the mission to Mars and talking about, you know, they can't predict what the astronauts will need on Mars. Right. So it doesn't make any sense to send tools or things that are already preformed. It would just be to have the extensive number of things you may need is is not going to work. So what they're planning to do or what they were talking about then is sending up raw materials and 3D printers. Right. And they could do that without worrying about those can go before. Right, so they can yeah, send, they've sure. proven they can put little tanks all over Mars, right? As far as I'm aware, Mars is still the only planet in the universe fully uh, fully populated by robots. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Right, yeah.
1: so we can put little robots out there, and they, they're they like, we, could, we can send all that up, and it can be ready to go when yeah. y'all get there. So y'all can just, like, come down and be like, oh, man, you know what? I forgot a screwdriver. Here, got a screwdriver now.
0: I mean, it makes perfect sense that you would probably use – Once you get good at sending stuff and people back and forth between Earth and the Moon, at that point's when you should be looking at going further, right? I would think that would be the you know, first first would be a space station orbiting this planet and then the next would be the moon. It's like baby steps. Let's just let's just go from i just started walking
1: to driving a car oh, like yeah. two seconds yeah. later like <laughs> absolutely and then we'll be talking about you know moons from other planets and, and whatever else and then we're right, living right. in the universe from the expanse right <laughs> yeah we're mining yeah. the outer belt and we have belters yeah. and about the lauda and all that stuff as well oh on, my so. god you watched it yet you start watching it yet
0: oh yeah of course i have I saw the whole Olive Expanse. I'm watching it. Uh, uh, I wasn't. You I've been that watching it, it for week. The...
1: It was Deke. That Deacon hasn't watched seen it. Yeah,
0: Deacon oh. hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, for sure, we need to get him on board with that. I, I'm on my. Yeah. I just finished my second uh,
1: binge watch through, so it was definitely worth it. But well, I you know how. I... I think we've talked about it three podcasts in a row the expanse is worth watching
0: <laughs> we like to do that though we like we like yeah. talking about the same subjects over and over so yeah. if you haven't seen the expanse, you need to go watch it if anything for the science that's in the oh, show it's
1: fantastic it's fantastic yeah so so hapa Warbit. we're talking about space we're talking about all this stuff going on in space india getting to the moon russia taking a shot at the moon trying to knock it out of orbit
0: um <laughs> <laughs> you know, they hit that bullseye tests, though
1: <laughs> oh, they hit it. They've proven they can hit the moon. <laughs> At least. I think yeah. that's the bare minimum, right? Yeah. I think landing <laughs> landing on the moon in a in a controlled manner. Wow. So, you know, but let's talk about why we might want to get off this this rock. Um right now it seems like if you just keep up with the news, you and I make a point uh, to look every day and try to get you know, just to get subjects together for for this. Also, just to have things to talk about and know what's going on. Yep. The world is either on fire or it's flooding. happen. one of those two things seems to be going on everywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean to be clear, it's I don't know. It seems to me it seems like every year it gets worse. But at the same time, you I feel like you always remember the worst. Like you don't, you're not going to remember if things are better, right? So. Um, I, I, you had mentioned specifically uh, talking about Canada's wildfires because yep. we, it was a big deal to the world for about 32 seconds, and then all of a sudden everybody <laughs> stopped talking about it. Yeah, even though the right? sky is
1: still red, everyone's like, oh, I guess we'll talk about something else now. But the sky is still red. Yeah, we'll talk yes. about this.
0: Huge portions of Eastern – well, actually, it's Eastern, Central, and Western now. Central. Canada are, Central. It's it's uh, three <laughs> words, actually. Are, are actually <laughs> on fire. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, got, I mean – We've got yeah. Hawaii on fire. We've got Canada on fire. We've got Los Angeles getting a hurricane. We've got – uh, hurricane. Well, 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 well,
0: let's 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 pump pump the brakes for about two seconds. It's sprinkled like I, I get that we need to we need to make sure that we know because a lot of people were like, oh, my God, it's a it's a hurricane hitting Southern California. Let, come on now. Like, yes, so, a hurricane did, in fact, head toward the southwestern United States. But by the time it hit landfall, it was rain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, you know, you know my story about the first time I was in San Francisco, right? And I flew into what they were calling a bomb cyclone. Yeah. No, those look, are scary. Well, well, so we were freaked out, right? And, and look, I'm from Alabama. People make fun of Alabamians for a lot of reasons, not the least of which right. is, well, I mean, tornadoes can't be that bad, which is what people say all the time. And I'm <laughs> which like, is lunacy, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But And they're like, well, why don't you just have houses that can stand up to tornadoes? <laughs> Yeah. Like, you obviously why, never built a house before. <laughs> why, why don't we build houses that can stand up to tornadoes? So I was out in San Francisco and there was a bomb cyclone. And I didn't I didn't know what a bomb cyclone was. I thought the cyclone was like a Pacific version of the hurricane. I didn't know. You know, I've always lived. I've never lived on right, the yeah, west coast. Yeah, right, yeah, The Pacific's yeah. never really been that much in play for me. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, my God bomb cyclone we get off the airplane we're walking to the airport and, oh, bomb cyclone bomb cyclone bomb cyclone everywhere and we get to the hotel and we're hunkered down it's like a yeah all right here we go here we go guys we made it yeah. to the hotel and we look and it was like a, it's a storm it's some rain yeah. and uh we're like what was it <laughs> we start looking around and we're like when's it coming <laughs> when's the bomb cyclone happening and they're like this right. is the bomb cyclone now and we're like i told the kids i was like you guys want to go to the museum of art like <laughs> <laughs> we walked over. We walked over to the MoMA, right, the Museum yep. of Modern Art, down in yep. San Francisco. Yep. We're like, oh, we'll walk in this. What is that? this? You got an umbrella. What is this? Yeah. So it it's different, though. You know, and I learned in that process that in San Francisco, at least what I was learning is it'll rain. The plants don't yeah. root deep enough because they don't yes. get enough rain. They yes. don't root deep enough. The landslides occur. And then right. even worse, this rain will cause these plants to grow again, which they once again yes. won't root deep enough, and then it'll happen again. Yes. And so, like, the the cycle of, of dry rain, dry rain, um, which very foreign to me living in a subtropical place like this, like Alabama, right? It sure. It just rains sure. here. Um, and the roots go way deep. So, like, the plants keep everything together. Very fascinating the fact that we have, you know, hurricanes hitting near-hitting whatever it is, Los Angeles. And the, the <laughs> fact that it was Hurricane Hillary is, is hilarious to me. Uh, yeah, I found and now very we, we amusing. We have a hurricane uh, spinning up in the Gulf right now, Idalia. It's going to hit the west coast of Florida. And one of the things I was reading was they were talking about, and I've, you and I were talking about this a few weeks back, how hot the water is in the Gulf of Mexico right now. Yes. Right? It's, it's 88 or 89 degrees Fahrenheit, which is uh, 31, 32 degrees Celsius-ish. I think I'm right there. Um, You're right around there, yeah. Yes, yeah, right around there. So that's really warm for an ocean. Yes. And yep. hurricanes feed, spinning weather feeds on warm lower yep. areas, right? So, like, water that's warm is just, like, jet fuel for a hurricane. And So now they're worried yep. about Idalia yep. hitting Florida and causing all kinds of flooding. So we've got fires in Canada, well, and in Hawaii, and... You know, some of those are natural, some of those are not natural, and I mean, we're, a lot of those times it's in Hawaii. You've got a situation where they're like, "Oh, it was the electric company." They're like, "Oh, it was the contractors." Oh, it was the yeah. It was yeah. the fire nobody man. wants to,
0: nobody wants to take take the the hit, right? So they're gonna point fingers at somebody else. But I mean, so I like that you mentioned in 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 Cali about the plants not rooting because so. The hurricane, to be clear, when, I, when I w- everyone was freaking about a hurricane, I was like, the hurricane isn't the problem. The hurricane is not the problem at all. The problem is all the Californians that build all their houses on cliff faces because they wanted a nice <laughs> view, not recognizing that when it does
1: rain finally, those houses are now slides, right? Dude, like, the first time I was in San Diego and saw some of those houses hanging over cliffs— Oh yeah! Wow, La Jolla Hills has been progressively
0: falling into the ocean for decades, and we still build houses right on the edge. of And
1: we're still building on it. Uh Mm-hmm. So where's La Jolla Hills? Where's that?
0: Just north of San Diego. Just north of San Diego. It's probably well. It's like San Diego that right butted up against San Diego's La Jolla, and that's right on Highway 101. And there are areas where legitimately, yeah, and there's legitimately areas where they actually will have. Like a house and almost at some point, I'm sure 30, 40 feet out, there was a fence that said do not cross, you know, but it had been slowly being moved toward the houses. And so when these these rainstorms come and arguably the ground needs that rain on occasion, but it's we do it to ourselves because we also bulldoze to clear for houses, not thinking that the little bit of roots that's there actually do help. You know, putting a oh, slab yeah. of cement yeah. on top of dirt that has no roots in it is not
1: great on the edge of a cliff, right? Yeah, so. no. Humans humans create a lot of our own.
0: <laughs> We're yep. good
1: at creating our own problems. We're good at solving our own problems. We're a uh, yeah, an interesting species, right? And that's what we tend you know, to create more problems though as we go though. We you know we saw our we I, I was at a college uh, commencement speech once, and, and the guy said, you know, every generation inherits its previous generation's problems, but it solves. Yep. Many of the previous generation's problems while creating its own,
0: and and it's just
1: like this cycle of solving a problem, passing it on, solving a different problem, passing it on. I mean, at least we're not you know breathing leaded gasoline (laughs) anymore. Yeah, right. So like, but like the you know we were talking before the podcast a little bit about you know the the natural patterns that the planet will take from a, a climate standpoint. And whether you think, you know, and and you're free to talk on this as much as you want or don't, but whether people think humans are contributing or not, what's interesting to me is there's kind of no denying that we're not living the best way possible. And a lot of the things, there are some people out there who are just a little overboard in every way. Um, You know, no matter what thing you're talking about, there's going to be someone in an extreme there. But, you know, not not dumping nuclear waste into the ocean is probably a good idea. Probably. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Right, there, there are some or, steps that I think we could take that are just, they don't seem that extreme to me, China. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I mean, so, so that's a perfect, you bring
0: that up, that China you, you know, pumps out more mm-hmm. CO2 and, and pollution into the world than all of the other countries on this planet combined. Yep. Like, so, and that's why I say, like, it's probably the wrong attitude to have, but. You know, bro across the street that's got his Tesla and feels nice about himself because he's not driving a, you know, a, a suburban. Bro, you're not doing anything. Like, even if the entire United States went to zero carbon emission, we are not doing anything. Like, we're not, we're not influencing that. I'm not so saying that we need to. That the
1: noodle am um, You know. Are
0: not uh, the
1: Because the I noodle can't straws say that. me I, I don't
0: like the noodle straws. I can't, I can't say that. I'm, I'm, I'm required by, by law to not talk about that anymore.
1: <laughs> the, I, I don't like the noodle straws. I can live with the paper straws. I don't like them, right? I prefer a plastic straw. Like you, you mean drink flavoring straws? Because those just are just melt in your drink. The noodle <laughs> ones are just too much for me. <laughs> right? The noodle straws. I'm like, I think you went too far. Yeah, that's the that is the limit we've yeah, established. That that.
0: What is it, Ziti? But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> using Ziti as yeah, a straw it's like that. Like no, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> it's not crunchy anymore. It's mushy. Yeah. Ugh. So gross. We, where we where we started on the subject though, we were talking about Canada's wildfires and how they didn't um, there's really not too many people talking about the fact that a lot of Canada's is legitimately on fire. That I was reading is. the other day that they're they are estimating that seventy five to eighty five percent of those wildfires up in Canada were human started. They were arson. So you add on to the Like you said, maybe you know pouring nuclear waste in the ocean is not a good idea. How about we stop setting our own house on fire? Like, yeah, yeah, maybe
1: maybe we don't burn down the forest.
0: You know, Oregon, two thousand and nineteen had one of the worst wildfires in the Columbia Gorge. There was like historic buildings that had been up for two hundred years that burnt down. Because some kids wanted to fire off fireworks in the forest in one oh, of the driest summers in history. Yeah. They they found the kids. It was like four or five, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year olds that were firing fireworks off into the forest, burnt down like a million acres or something like that in Oregon. I mean, you know. There right now there's I mean what what did I say? How many acres? I meant to see how many acres
1: What in Canada right now? Yeah. That's a lot. I remember the. I remember Thirty-seven
0: being a... million acres have burned. Like that's an unquantifiable un- in my brain. Like I don't, I can't figure that out. Like that's that's a an lot un- of the
1: Earth's. That's a lot of the Earth's lungs. Yeah, getting burnt. I mean, that's how the Earth cleans the air for us. I, I would rather us not burn all down, It's <laughs> possible. Uh, I. I, for one, enjoy oxygen. Now so, I'm not saying all perfect example. Have to. You want you want to you want to figure out
0: what the the size that's of of area that's burning in Canada right now. Alabama, your home state, is 34 <laughs> million acres, and 37 so million acres
1: has been burning. Okay, so Alabama and the Panhandle of Florida gone just burnt just burnt
0: now now that being said nature bounces back and is extremely resilient but i still will stick to my statement of how about we just don't burn our own house down like
1: yeah this is our spaceship know. guys like i know everybody's obsessed with uh you know finding let's get a spaceship and go to mars okay we're on a pretty good spaceship right now <laughs> yeah. um, how, how about we do some house cleaning a little yeah, bit yeah how about know? we maintain the spaceship we got i'm all about going to mars as well uh, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. We can have a pretty nice spaceship here, you know, with our little climate system, like climate control system. We got all of it, man. We got it all figured out. The whole planet is basically a custom-built spaceship for humans. And uh, maybe we don't Maybe we don't try to kill it. <laughs> maybe we don't light the forest. Maybe we don't light 38 million acres of, of forest on fire in Canada.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean— That's just not to- a— to give you perspective to in twenty twenty one, Siberian so a lot of people don't you know, they talk about the Amazon rainforest yep. as being like oh, yeah. the biggest you know, one of our big oxygen producers and everything. And and one of the things when Seven talked to me about the subject before, I said, Look, I've got a lot of stupid information rattling around in my head about the <laughs> Siberian people don't realize the Siberian orboreal forest actually produces more oxygen than the entire Amazon rainforest combined. And in 2021, 46 million acres of that burned. It is the largest forest fire that that entire Eurasia continent has ever seen. I guess there's really
1: nothing. I guess when the fire is burning wild like that, there's not a lot we can do, is there? No. For rain? No, there really isn't. Nope. And in fact, when when
0: though that size or that scale wildfire is going on, the only thing the authorities can do is try to go to city centers and prevent the city centers from burning.
1: Yeah, they have the, to let the forest population burn centers.
0: Yep, there's nothing else you could do. What are you gonna, What are you going to do? You can't. There's not enough fire trucks and hose in the world to try to stop that. You Shake know, your well, finger that's, at
1: it angrily.
0: Angrily It's screamed to to, to go out. Right. Get out of here, you fire. But, you know, you talk about that. You talk about, you know, how how many acres in, in Canada are burning, that that a lot of it's arson. Siberian rainforest, you know, uh, 46 million acres of it were burned. Also suspected that some of it might have been uh, arson. But you add in that they had a lot lower, lower rain than normal. And then you go to the Amazon where there's literally people that are claiming claiming farmland as recovered co- recovery after Amazon forests have burnt down, intentionally burning it down so that that land can be claimed for forest land in, in Brazil and those areas. I, I don't understand it. I, 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 I can't fathom in my brain why we're doing that, why we continue to do that. I guess little Farmer Timmy who doesn't necessarily even know where the United States is on a, on a globe or whatever, they're worried about their whatever sorghum farm or whatever they're going to do. They don't give a shit about the Amazon, right? So I, I guess that's, you know, ignorance is bliss. Is
1: that what where, where we're at now? Like, Well, I mean, if we're going to, if we as a species are actively destroying the planet we have, do we really need another one? That's why we joked
0: uh, the last podcast about the aliens. Like, why, why aren't why aren't the aliens oh, coming out and saying hi? It's like, well, I firmly believe that, you know, I bet you when aliens
1: go by, they're like, hey, uh, lock your door, like we're that neighborhood, yeah, I, uh, right? Like, <laughs> I I'm not from a wealthy wealthy place, um, but a story. I I once visited a friend in Detroit, and it was after Detroit's heyday. Um, and anyone who's been in Detroit, Detroit has is, is, is got some rebound in it now. But there was yeah. a period of time where setting old houses on fire in Detroit was a hobby. And I promise you, if aliens are cruising around the universe and they stop for a minute to go slow by our house, they're going to look over and be like, huh. no, y'all, we're going, over to, we're going over to this other house over here, right? Because yeah. we act like a bunch of fools most of the time. Just as a, as as humans, we're not really that good to each other. We're not really good to the planet. Uh, and I'm not I'm not someone I'm not a Greenpeace guy, right? I'm not someone who's extreme about that. But man, some of the stuff like you're talking about—people lighting forests on, on fire on purpose in the Amazon because they want to reclaim some territories—they so can have whatever farm—and then and those people are trying to eke out a living, right? Like you were saying, like this, not like yeah. these are. But then you've also got like corporate greed. Man, we got we got some we got some work to do, Hapa. Well, I mean, if you look at uh,
0: you know deep. Not, I was gonna say Deep Rock. that's <laughs> yeah, a video game. You're gonna play yeah. Deep Rock Galactic,
1: yeah? <laughs> if you look at Deep what? Rock Galactic and the history of Deep Rock Galactic, well, <laughs> all well, the answers what was are that, there.
0: What was that <laughs> oil rig that? Not Deep Rock, but it was uh, 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 the oil rig off right off the coast of Alabama, actually, that in Louisiana mm-hmm. that blew mm-hmm. up. And uh-huh. and because they blew up, they were just pumping sewage or oil crude What's into the that, into right? the the Gulf for for like a month and a half or 49 days or something like that yeah what was that the something that? rock i can't remember 30 rock is that <laughs> it was the one in the gulf deep water horizon deep water horizon so yeah, i mean man. you've got a crap
1: ton of oil rigs you, like that all weird. over that seafood I from the area i believe the it. water had a sheen on it like i remember all that that was i nasty. believe it.
0: Um, and it's funny because I didn't think about the you and I talked about this when I sent you. I think it. I think we had talked about this, um, like a month ago, where we were talking about the temperatures in the Gulf. We were how they were. Oh, yeah. They are, yep. like Like it, it's not like one or two degrees. It's like eight or nine or it's, ten degrees right, above the Gulf of normal. Is
1: hot right now, y'all. Yes,
0: <laughs> and and one of the things I was watching. Um, I mean, I'll plug him. I don't care all day long. But Joe Rogan's podcast—he was talking to a gentleman. Have us on, that, Uncle Joe. I would love, I would love it, man. I'll bring <laughs> you some whiskey. Um, but uh, he was—he was talking with a gentleman that that hunts uh, pythons in Florida about how. The the way the ecosystem in Florida originally worked was all the swamps in Florida filtered all the fresh water that was coming down from the north so that when it hit the Gulf of Mexico, that water was capable of mixing with the salt water and there wasn't a huge impact to the ecosystem. But now with Miami, Orlando, all these cities all over Florida where they literally emptied these swamps out. It has gotten to the point where they've got coffer dams of this water and waste from the cities now mixing and going directly into the Gulf, which yeah. is influencing. <laughs> because of course. He, he said he believes it directly, that directly is influencing the blooms, right? The algae blooms in the Gulf, which directly influences the temperatures. Like, fresh water and salt water do not mix, and when you have an increase of one, it throws the ecosystem off for the other. And a lot of people don't realize that that freshwater and saltwater, those two influence each other and balance out the temperature in the ocean. So if, if it gets too salty or gets too fresh, then those ecosystems are thrown off and temperatures get thrown off. And so, you know, I'm not going to say like... You know, a lot of our politicians have had, said in the last ten years, like we got five years before all of Florida's underwater and New York, and like I won't say that, but it's you're definitely seeing the impact. Oh, there, there's you know, absolutely there's stuff.
1: there's no there's to me to me, right? There is no arguing that humans are having an impact on the planet. For sure, there's no yeah. there's you, there's there's a trash pile the size of. right it, floating around the oceans, right? Like, it, yeah, we, yeah. oh, we are yeah. having an impact. Can we calculate that impact? I don't know. Arguing whether we're having it or not, it really isn't relevant. We are,
0: yeah. right? And yeah.
1: some of the behaviors that we can undertake as human beings aren't that drastic, right? Some of them are just, don't be a jerk, right? Some of these, some of the behaviors that we're talking about are very practical, like, just don't be a jerk, right, kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. people are like, uh, it, it turns into just like you said, it's a political talking point. And some people were like extreme, like we've got, we've got 38 days and four seconds until the whole planet oh. turns into a you know a, a post-apocalyptic dust, dust pile, and then on right. the other side of that, you've got people who say humans have no impact on the planet in any way, shape, or form, and it becomes this like polarizing thing. And it's like, how can you say either one of those, <laughs> yeah. either one of those yeah. things with a straight face? Uh, hopefully, cooler. We, look, we fixed the ozone to a gr- large degree. We figured that one yeah, out.
0: Yeah, that. That hole is actually almost closed now.
1: Yeah, yeah. We did a pretty do good job there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely did because I was I was a kid growing up when we were doing like, you know, tss, just spraying the sprays up yeah. in the air and <laughs> just watching it, lighting it yeah, on and fire. Just and... watching the ozone just <laughs> open the fur. Like, oh that's all the the whole of the atmosphere right <laughs> <laughs> Stupid ass kids, right? Like out playing with lawn darts and whatever else we were doing, licking you know, licking uh, lead lead, paint, lead paint and, yeah and yeah. but you know, that was that was the day I grew up in, but but the, at the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff that we could be doing. Just being a better human, right? It's something you say a lot, right? Just be a better human. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I wish that translated to corporations, though. I mean, at the end oh of the day. Oh,
1: my gosh, dude. So, you know, it's a not, not a bad segue to talk about corporate greed. Yeah, man. Um, companies, man. You know, and I can't really fault them, if I'm being honest. Companies are designed. They are. What is a company? Let's talk about that. What is a corporation? Why would we form a corporation? Let's say. Let's say happen Seven decide to form a corporation. The only reason we would decide to do that is because we're looking for financial benefits of some sort or legal protections for, for sure. those financial benefits yep. of some sort. Yep. So you can't really fault a corporation for doing the thing a corporation is, is intended to do, which is get more money and hold on to more money and keep more money. But we've begun to excuse corporations and right. be like, oh, they can just do whatever and it's okay. But it's really not. Right. And then you get all the way into like cancel whoa, 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 whoa.
0: culture. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I, I don't want to say that – I don't think that anybody puts things in line to excuse a company from getting away with something. I don't I, – okay. I'm trying not to allude to what we're going to talk maybe, about because maybe, –
1: Maybe take it we, – we take for granted that companies act the way companies act. Yeah, I would I would agree with that 100 Maybe that's a better way to say it. So thank you. Yeah, we, yeah. We have – this this kind of mindset where it's like oh company to do company things <laughs> it's like, yeah there's nothing I could do right? blah, 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 like, like it's okay a like trillion gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico <laughs> I guess it's the company oh, what are you going to what say? am I going to do yeah right and and now we have this this situation which I'm just miffed about <laughs> and that's how this thing got on the conversation but bo- uh, docket this is crazy was, by the way legit I've been yeah. excited for this topic for and this. and and so I was. You might have sent me the link. No, you sent me the link. You are Mm -hmm, the one that did mm it. Dune Part 2 is is being delayed. Okay. Now. An entire year. Dune Part 2 is being delayed. Why? Because of the writer's strike and because of the screen screen actor's guild strike. Now, okay. This is fascinating to me. And you and I were going back and forth, and we had to be really careful not to get too deep into this because we wanted to talk about it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Let's go back. It's been going on. I wrote it down earlier. Uh, it has been going on since May the 2nd. That was the day that the the writer's strike began. And
0: we're now, almost re- in the
1: September right now. Yeah. Right? Think about what I, what we're saying here. May the 2nd, that strike began. Over time, more and more and more people, and we're going to talk about why, more and more and more people join are joining in with the writers, right? The screen actors have joined in. You've yep. got some really big yeah. names especially nighttime television personalities, right? You've got some people who are going out of their way to, to help this because these people don't get paid. If they're not working. Yep. Yeah. And and so um, recently, if anyone hasn't been keeping up because the media tends to do, you know, so Canadian wildfires were really cool for 14 seconds. Um, right. This was really On to important. the next thing. Right. This was really important for six seconds too. But the more recent news, um, it's been going since May the 2nd, more recent news is they're starting to get a little bit of compromise around various specific areas and so part of the yep. part of the strike began with what I will call a, a a wholesale change in how entertainment in particular video entertainment is distributed right so it's no longer just theaters it's no longer just television deals or whatever they're straight yep so that's one part of it and for several years we've witnessed series being cancelled all these things Because companies are making a decision not to continue because they don't want to pay writers. They have to pay writers more after their second season. They don't want to do it. And it's very obvious that, oh, it was a great show. You need another season. No. The more popular it is, the more they have to pay. So they don't want to do it. And they don't want to do it. Yep. Now, the more recent thing, the thing that kind of, one of the things that kind of triggered this off, which I find fascinating, is actors and writers saying, look, you can't use artificial intelligence to create these shows. Yeah. And to mimic my likeness, so that you no longer have to pay me to act in your sh- in your movie or your show.
0: Well, let, and, let's be clear: the word "mimic" is they're gonna they're gonna use your they're gonna just straight up use your likeness. It's not mimic. They're gonna straight up freaking they're gonna gonna create Car- a digital skin puppet. or Gal Gadot or whoever may not be acting in the next movie, and they're just
1: gonna be like, "Well, we got your face now." Like you signed the deal. And we're getting close from a technology standpoint that you could make it pretty convincing. It's freaking skeezy. Oh, it's It's skeezy skeezy. as everything. Now, I hear, you know, you and I, here's where we stopped ourselves last night when we were trying to talk, right? Yeah. I believe that art is created by humans for humans. Yes. Now, the reason I believe that is coming from a background of, of being a musician. I can tell when something is generated by a computer. A human creates irregularities in their art and that is actually what we respond to as human beings, right? The the complete like the the subtle inaccuracies or deviations from perfection. And when you're talking about using AI to make art, what you're talking about if you were talking about the music industry, the 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 label executives rarely cared about the 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 music, the art, the craft, right, the form of music. What they cared about was distribution. And that looks like what's happening with these studio execs, right? They care about the distribution rights. I want to distribute this and make a bunch of money off of it. They care very little the the quality of the art and the craft itself. I just, I
0: mean... There's always going to be somebody to figure that wants to try to figure out how to do something cheaper to try to get more profit. Right. Um, the thing that gets me specifically is and in post Malone has been actually pretty vocal about this, the concern that because the way AI is growing, the AI is going to learn the, the idiosyncrasies that he has ah. in his music, his voice, whatever, yep. and somehow get programmed with the random cracks in the voice or whatever. Oh, they're working on whatever. Right. It's, it's getting yes. better all the time. Yep. And that, to me, it, it sounds silly, but to me, that is the foot in the door for for literally the takeover like we're uh-huh. because cuz you're going to get to a point where you you're not going to know whether you're talking to a human or you're talking to the computer right like customer service okay i'm fine with that being ai you know i understand i get it plus i could probably talk to somebody that i understand right instead of being outsourced <laughs> somewhere anyway um, and i'm sorry if that offends some people but i mean anybody that's been on a customer service call has had that fight before where you've been like i literally don't understand what you're saying like <laughs> yeah.
1: someone comes on and like hi this is jeremy <laughs> yeah i don't <laughs> think you're you're actually you're, i don't wonder, think that's your name i don't think I'm it's i wonder if you're in a country and there's an american call center <laughs> Right. Like you're, 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 let's, let's, let's say you're in Japan. Right. And you're like, I need some support on this thing. And you call as a bunch of Americans getting paid minimum wage in Idaho. Right. Yeah. I don't think that's
0: the thing. I don't think, uh,
1: hi, this is Joe Smith. How can I help you today? (laughs) I just like, like, man, your enunciation is really good.
0: (laughs) But so, and and to be clear too, these writer strikes aren't just about AI because AI is the concern for a lot of people, obviously, because it's just going to straight up remove jobs. But sure. the other side of it is execs. Uh, I don't remember the exec's name, but I was like, this dude got three hundred and thirty nine million dollars yeah. last year for sh- for whatever shows, and his actors got a like. I think they had said something like 2% of that for every yeah. show that they were in. And then right. you add on top of that, if a show goes into syndication, that dude is still making money, significant money, for the shows in syndication. And those actors, actresses aren't getting that yep. money. They're getting little, little stipends. Like one of the actors, I can't remember who it was, but he was like... It was a show like Grey's Anatomy. That's what it was. Was great. He's like Grey's Anatomy. Every freaking woman on the planet pretty much knows Grey's Anatomy. And the dude gets like a thirty-four dollar check every month.
1: <laughs> yeah. For syndication. You, you, royalty like, checks are hilarious. But you know, like Scarlett like, Johansson into me? that with Black Widow. Because yep. didn't she COVID, win though? She won that fight, right? She did, but she'll never work for them again, right? And yeah. That's, never. Yeah. Right, and that—that's really the weird. Scarlett Johansson being like, look, you didn't do a theatrical release of my movie, and my contract had theatrical release attachments, right? So, like, right. I would have gotten paid for a theatrical release. You didn't do a theatrical release. And instead of be- making me whole and being like, hey, because, look, if, if you and I were doing that, let's say you were an actor, and I'm sitting in a boardroom, and I'm like, hey, we can't do a theatrical release because the theaters are closed, right? COVID has hit, yeah, nobody's yeah. out, but we still want to put the movie out. But this is compensation. Right. We still want to entertain somebody. We're still going to put it on our, our new streaming platform, which we're trying to—it was Disney Plus, right? So we're trying to crank right. that thing up. We're yeah. trying to take—we're trying to beat Netflix. And you're sitting in the boardroom, and someone's like, "All right, we're going to distribute that this, you know, through streaming rather than through a theatrical release." Your next job is yep. to call Scarlett Johansson and say, "Can you come yep. up here? Get your agent, get your attorney, whoever it is you think you need to renegotiate a contract. Get up here, because we're you, as you're aware, COVID has hit the planet." We're trying to figure out how to distribute the movie. We want to do it right. Yeah. And, and, we and do it right by contract, you. Right. And we know that your contract has theatrical release. We're not doing a theatrical release. Can you come renegotiate so we can make sure that yeah. you made whole? And, this yep.
0: thing, and no one did that. And there
1: were.
0: It, I'd almost argue. I'd almost argue that the
1: other conversation occurred. How about we just don't say anything? Just don't oh, say that, anything. That's actually probably fair. Because you, you know what? You're probably right. Someone somewhere was like. Uh, so just a heads mention up. it. Right, just a heads up. This is going to be a problem. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yep. And that to me goes back to something you were saying earlier. You know, just be a better human, man. Right? Don't be jerks to each other. Like you knew that was coming. Right? Now you're sitting. You're sitting 100%. You're saying, "Oh, I want to use AI to write my scripts." What? What? Why are you doing this? Why Why are you this way? Yeah. You You know you're You're making. $500 million for green-lighting this. That's what you did. Yeah. That was your The entirety yeah. of your contribution was saying, oh, I think we'll do it. And you went back to your estate, your palatial Look, estate. Man. And I am not someone who thinks executives don't do a lot. right? I'm not that. Executive jobs are hard. For sure. Yeah. So I'm not taking away from that. But the executive branches in this country, in the U.S., and maybe worldwide, have gotten so out of control with how they're compensated in relation to the people that yep. work with them. And there's no equity there. And to the point where writers are like, we'll just pull the plug on everything. How about that? Yeah. And then screen actors are like, we'll just pull the plug on everything. How about that? So the execs were like, you know what? Forget you. And that's where it's gone. Yeah. And these people have been standing out in the heat and the weather, still striking, still holding their signs. Not getting paid. Not not getting paid. paid. Right? And they're now, now, Dune 2 is not coming out until 2024 dog on it
0: there's a lot of shows right like all of the late night shows are are yeah red light uh dune 2 is 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 rescheduled uh there's a bunch of shows what is what is that show that uh spider-man's girlfriend is on um zendaya excuse me i was trying to remember her her name i didn't remember anybody's name in that entire sentence except for spider-man zendaya there's a show that she has on hbo in it that's uh god what was the name of that show i I can't remember the name of the show but her new season's been been it was supposed to come out i think the beginning of of 2024 and it's yeah euphoria that the new season's been delayed like a full year or something like that um there's there's a whole i mean obviously the fallout from this is immense right Um, we're just
1: as consumers just now starting to feel it but we're going to be feeling this for a
0: while 2024 i think is going to be a whole lot of reruns right because they're gonna have to do a lot of catching up and this is the thing that really worries me though is when you got asses like that exec that earned 300 and however many millions of dollars every year for like sure six, seven years. What is it to him? He's like, alright, I don't care. You guys can stay in Strike Forever. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Yeah, and we'll just his. launch. We'll launch the AI built show and if it tanks, it tanks and this is the new norm.
1: Yeah, because some of the AI shows won't because they'll be better than the crap. You know, but, but until this, the this is AI really... is
0: able to generate a script like, you know, uh, a Tolkien or, you know, a Game of Thrones or whatever, you're not going to have that again. Like, it's just going to stop happening,
1: right? Yeah, like, art, art is at its core the human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, AI will get better and better and better and better and better at mimicking that human experience. Um, but it would be, it'd be a lot better if we just said, why don't we say art? is art and and protect that and let artists be artists right can you believe there are artists out there who even get paid to do their art right because that's it, that's an achievement that, you know getting so good at art that you found a way to get paid to do it you earn a living right you earned a living and it's it's yeah. funny because this morning i was listening to um sirius xm which i listen to quite a bit for music discovery and i was listening and one of the guys was like oh this this is the new artist and she's out and she signed with this uh what did he say? He said, uh, and she's currently signed with this well-known, big indie label. I was like, that's not how indie works, friend. Yeah, I and was going to say, that's
0: well-known and big with the word not, indie. is not works. a thing.
1: But <laughs> this is a good opportunity for indie studios to step up. To step up, be like, for sure. We're going to be the new, we're going to have the new norm, right? Maybe it's time for something because these studios have gotten huge, and they've consolidated yeah. into just a few yeah, studios. yeah. Um, but maybe it's time for you know maybe maybe we should support some indie films. There was really a there was Sidewalk Film Festival here in Birmingham right now, and um, maybe it's time to go support some indie films and some indie studios.
0: I I would love to believe that that might be the solution. People to get out of their houses and go see some live music, go out, get out and meet yep. maybe some theater. That would be amazing. Oh get my out gosh! Get, can you imagine? But and this is a tinfoil hat in me. I don't want to say you hear it, you heard it here first, but I have a sneaky suspicion in the next month or month and a half, we're going to be talking masks and pandemic number two. Oh, you think so? I, I, th- I hate to say it. I think this is the new thing that we're just going to do every freaking year, it seems like. Like everyone I, in my house right now is
1: sick so. <laughs> so, Yeah, but, so but, but here's the thing
0: Here's the thing Colds and flu happen, right? They've always happened They've been happening since the beginning of time Lockdowns and mask mandates and all that Don't, aren't It's not a thing, right? Like, and, and that's the thing that worries me Because I think that's what set us up for all of this now was pandemic we went on lockdown everything had to grind to a halt everything had to be done remotely everything had to be done over zoom calls or you had show amazing shows like the blacklist that did several episodes that were they made they figured out ingenious ways to film one actor at a time and piece it together and make a show like you know that's, that type of ingenuity is needed. We don't need the whole, let's just grind everything to a halt and stop life. Like, that's that's, well, that's not the, how that uh,
1: should work. So I mean. it'll be interesting to see because I, I don't think we'll get to that again because I don't think— I hope not. I sincerely hope I'm wrong. I don't think we can—I think that—I don't think you're—I don't think you're wrong about how many—how much the world changed during that time. And we're just coming to understand a little bit of it, right? We, we, the world sure. changed a lot, yeah um yeah. through that time and there's some things we can see now and then 10 years from now there will be more we can see and then 100 years from now people will still be talking for about for sure it. Yeah. um and i think that i think that from an economic economic standpoint I, I i think it's even if as jaded as it may sound from a political expediency standpoint we won't be back there because it doesn't benefit anyone to do that right and yeah. and so it'll be interesting to see i you know it's the the flu season's coming up right uh cold season and that's is what almost I mean. upon us. that's what I mean um you know the new pollens are out I think that's what I think that's what got my crew so it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see yeah but you hurt yeah. your first ladies gents, dogs and cats pull up a seat and take off your hats because Happa Fodder has said
0: rarely do I ever want to be wrong I sincerely hope I am wrong because none of that was good for anyone
1: um but I mean so you well, me tell you, let me tell you something that was wrong Happa. hmm I cannot for the life of me figure out how Pergozhin's plane took off with one wing. Well, first of all, <laughs> we need to talk
0: about how the plane fell down 12 flights of stairs and
1: out a window first. It, it somehow got an irradiated poisoning. Um, it fell down some poisoning. Right? It, <laughs> it fell stairs. Right? Incidentally, the aircraft was actually powered by plutonium. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see video of the plane. And it's obviously coming down with one wing. Spiraling and like, out of, oh it just God. It just crashed. <laughs> it's like, no, it did not. Do just you think crash.
0: anybody, <laughs> do you think anybody in Russia thinks, yeah. yes, I'm just going to say it. Like, do you, do you think anybody in Russia thinks the bullshit story is actually convincing anyone? Uh,
1: all right. Uh, you know, at this point, Russia has not overthrown his regime. Yeah, fair. Uh, fair. And Prigozhin and like fourteen dudes in a Humvee almost made it all the way to Moscow, <laughs> and then months later, his airplane—we see a video of his airplane—accidentally in an obvious woo, woo, woo spin, which is not at by all the way. How I've, 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 I I'm,
0: being in the military and I've I've tracked aircraft that have taken damage. How he was spinning mm. out of the sky. Was not a mechanical failure. That nope. is a wing coming off. Wing mm. co- wing, falling the hell
1: off the aircraft. I, like I said, I can't figure out how they took off without a wing. Because obviously. <laughs> right? <laughs> obviously, they got all the way up there without one wing.
0: Oh,
1: my gosh. I, <laughs> You know. Russia's a mess right now, bud. <laughs> no joke. Russia is an absolute. When. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh. In our little friend chat group, I don't remember who it was that posted it first. I think Deacon posted it first. And I was just like, I read that. I was like, Really? Like seriously? Oh, you're talking the, about,
1: yeah, you talked about when the plane came down? Yeah. Yeah. Like...
0: like Well, and and t- to be honest with you, there is actually talks that he might have he's he might have been dead for a while. He's he's people think he might have been assassinated a while back and they and and they just didn't Wagner didn't want to admit it
1: like well yeah I mean there's it's it's Russia right so basically the only thing you know the thing the thing you can rule out is whatever they said was true that's the thing you know isn't true whatever they said was true is absolutely the thing you can rule out as being true if they came right out and said we assassinated him I would have believed that it was an accident (laughs) like. <laughs> yeah. uh th- this morning at uh 9 a.m we shot down pergosian's plane i'd be like exactly a- no nope. completely accidental engine <laughs> failure 100 100%. <Yeah>. 100% <laughs> 100 He they actually did get it in the air with one wing the sons of guns i don't know how they did it <laughs> but yeah so russia oh russia's God. a mess man and now you've got wagner folks saying um you know we're gonna they were so loyal to pergosian many of them are out of prison because of him that they're going to like we're going to exact revenge and you've got you know rumors of Putin going around all over Russia starting up tiny military bases of loyalists that he can use to like skip to if things go bad like this is uh this is not the Russia we grew up being scared of I'm I'm willing to believe in the
0: next I'll say maybe 5 years you're going to have a situation where all of these, because last time, last podcast we talked about, because he was, he was, or somebody had did a story on the fact that he was starting up a bunch of mini Wagners, right? All yep. over Russia. Yep. yep. At what point are those guys going to start, like, texting each other and being like, hey, man, like, you know. Sure. If Absolutely. we meet up at in Moscow at this date, like, you know. Yeah. At what point is that going to be an actual thing? I bet you in the next five, 5 six because surely there's enough folks in that country and and to be clear, I'm not one of those people that hates automatically all Russians just because this war no, is going absolutely,
1: on. Absolutely not. They're, Russia is full of amazing, beautiful, vibrant human beings that and are And I'd be willing to believe the majority of leadership. them Exactly.
0: And the majority yeah. of them don't want what's going on. I promise you, but they all know that if they say something, bad things happen right
1: so yep absolutely you know people this is something probably worth mentioning at least my outlook on this and and I've had conversations with people never you um, so I'd love your take on this, but I've had conversations with people over time when you find someone in and, and, and they they have a um, a predisposition towards hate right or a predisposition towards mistrust for someone because they're simply from a place they look a certain way whatever the case may be and i was having a conversation once with someone and i was like look you gotta understand man i don't care where you go in the world everyone wants the same thing they want to have a reasonably happy life they want to love their family they want to have enough food to eat a place to sleep and they want to die happy it is not that humans are not such complex creatures on the whole yeah yeah That that they are different now we do have maniacal narcissists right who I mean, that happens. We, we tend to, you know, as humans, we tend to grant power only to those who seek it. Right? Which is one of our, yeah. <laughs> one yeah, of our biggest 100%. flaws. Right? Um, yeah. And so Russia, like you said, man, Russia's full of, you know, a beautiful history. Russia has always been, Moscow has always been on my, my list of places I would love to go see. Um, yeah. The, the amount of history there, the, the amount of culture. And it's really, to me, sad, right, where the state is the state of russia where it is right now right it's, it's not yeah. in a good spot um you've got leadership obsessed with re- was seemingly obsessed with reforming the ussr um and willing to do anything to make that happen and it has honestly left russia in a place of it can't defend itself without nuclear weapons yeah
0: or it yeah. has to at least threaten with them right to be Certainly. taken serious yeah like the, I, what they
1: have left because they've proven every weapon system they have doesn't work right it just doesn't work. And they
0: just recently announced they they're they're pulling back. They have a bunch of T14s or whatever their most advanced tank is. They're pulling all those out of Ukraine because they're they're worried they're going to lose them yeah. because the Ukrainians are, are 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 proving to be a better better at guerrilla warfare than they anticipated,
1: right? Yeah. I mean a Ukrainian um, with a a $45 Walmart drone and a hand grenade taking out tanks.
0: They're doing ridiculous work over there with yeah. those things man like good on them for it too but oh, I mean, absolutely it, and, and to prove your point I mean there's stories uh, during World War two and World War one World War one was when you first started seeing the stories I think um, like Christmas at Christmas you know uh, white flags going up and German soldiers and and the oh, Allied yeah. sides literally leaving their guns behind coming out trading gifts of food and stuff and jackets back and forth on christmas eve yep, yep. these and these guys are sworn to kill each other and they're disobeying the officers that are ordering them back and everything and, and just sharing, like, cups of coffee and stuff in the middle of the night together. And then the next day, going back to going back to their trenches, going right back to, unfortunately, killing each other. Yeah, and the same man. thing happened in the Battle of the Bulge. The same thing happened, you know, everywhere. And, and, you know, humans, I have always said, and I know I'm naive for thinking or I've been told I'm naive for thinking it, that the average human – wakes up every morning and doesn't think about going out and doing harm to another human being. Like the average human being gets up and goes out, does the work that they want, they, they need to do and, and does whatever they, they are anticipated to do with the best intention in mind. Like, you know, yep. and and that's why I always say like, be a better human. Cause I'd like, to, I would like to think that people would have the better intention and foot forward rather than the negative. So you know the average russian out there i promise you there's they're, they're talking in hushed tones about how much they hate the fact that they're at war and they recognize i promise you that the rest of the world is not okay with them probably right now like you know
1: there's a there's a song by the black crows you ever heard of that band mhm black crows oh, yeah. one of my favorite songs by the black crows and i've got a lot right one of my favorite bands of all time uh, one of the songs is called wiser time and there's a chorus in that song, and the, the chorus goes like this. On a good day, I know it ain't every day we can part the sea. Yeah. And on a bad day, and I know it ain't every day, and glory is beyond our reach. What a fantastic line, you know, and that's really the human condition. We can be unbelievable. We can part For sure. seas. And on some days, we can't even let someone cross the street. Yeah. Yeah. Be a better human happen. For sure.
0: I mean, I'll never stop parroting the same exact line. I, I whether that's, you know, just opening a door for somebody at a supermarket or, or you know, being so kind as just like just being kind to each other. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? And I, I was my... thinking about this the other day. I think greed is the biggest problem. Greed in general is the biggest problem on the planet. Greed. Period. You don't need to go any further than greed. Everything corporations the sleazy stuff that's going greed the 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 leader of any country doing dirty another country nine times out of ten greed like yeah you know
1: i was at a uh took my daughter to chipotle the other day and chipotle has i mean it's chipotle right it's good it's fresh yep but they have this drink and it was like a cherry watermelon lime okay so they have like a summer special drink and right. you know, I got that drink and my daughter and I sat down, and we were eating. And I had gotten up to get a refill and there was a guy. He was a he was a really big guy, right? And he was like, um, sitting there and he had his cup and he, he took that limeade and I was standing there and he didn't know I was there, but I was waiting on him because I wanted to get a refill. And yeah. he took a sip of it. He got a little bit more, he took another sip, and he just did this kind of hmm. You know, he's trying to figure out what do <laughs> I think. In about?
0: His own little world. Right, what <laughs> do I think about watermelon <laughs> cherry limeade? And I was like
1: I was like, Is it good, my man? <laughs> And he turned around. And he goes, "You know, it's all right." And I was like, "I just drank a whole, <laughs> I just drank a whole cup of it." And he's like, "Is it all right the whole time, or is it too sweet?" And I was like, "No, it's not that bad. You put some ice in it; it melts. It's good." He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna try that." And so, you know, that was it. Right? That was the interaction. He gets yeah. up to leave, and he's like, "Man, you know what? I'll see you later. It's, it's been, it was good to talk to you." And I was like, "You left an impression.
0: You left an impression."
1: what that guy's going through i don't know what that guy's life is like but someone just being friendly to him over a dream apparently left an impression why can't we be like that more why can't we spread those vibes i mean i don't always do it i just you know yeah i'm the same way i get distracted and i'm in my own world and i'm in my own head and right but man it, it it's worth being intentional about how you interact with the human beings around you
0: i mean you you may make somebody's day man you know When I went home to Oregon this last May, uh, we were walking around. My brother, his wife, Rita, and I walking around uh, on the Oregon coast. We went to breakfast at a place, and you know, I'm in Oregon. I'm a long ways from the South, Mm -hmm. boy. But if you give me a plate, a good plate of biscuits and gravy, you made my whole
1: day. Oh boy, you're talking my language now, Happy fodder. You know. And we walked into a place,
0: and I thought, man, I, you know, I know. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not expecting biscuits and gravy to be a thing up here, but I really could use some biscuits and gravy right now. <laughs> I normally don't eat breakfast, but you know when when I get with my brother, we tend to have a little bit a little bit of, to drink. And there may be some other other things going on there that that also might add to that that hunger a little bit. Multivitamins and a uh, little bit, yeah. Um, and we walked in, and there was a gentleman, and he was. He was scarfing. I mean, there was a plate, and there was some biscuits, and there was some gravy, but he was tempted to get as much Ow. of it into his face hole as he could get. And I said, how's that biscuit's and gravy, man? He said he looked up at me with a full mouth, didn't even skip a bait, beat. This is what you want. This is what he said to me. And I remember I ordered the biscuits and gravy, and it was legit probably some of the best and that dude as i left so they he had a whole family his kids his wife whatever there and we were we were just getting our food and starting to eat when they were getting up to leave and he was on across the the area like we walked past him to get seated right and he walked across the dining room to come to me hey look what do you think man like you know just (laughs) yeah and that's just a silly interaction but at the same time like that's what i'm talking about like I wasn't being overly friendly. In fact, I was being rude because I was interrupting his meal, realistically. But I wasn't, like, slapping him, like, hey, man. You know, I I just was like, I it looks like it's good because he had a face full of food. You know, like, <laughs> I, I'm all about it. I know it's hard to believe if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't seen my actual face, I actually <laughs> kind of like food. So.
1: <laughs> now I have it. but. You you've overstated that, but I I, biscuits and gravy are an exception, man. Look, you know it's a lifestyle.
0: Not gonna lie, biscuits gravy is a lifestyle. I'm pretty sure biscuits and gravy are in my zip code somehow. I'm telling you, three five zero biscuits and gravy. I'm telling you, but but you know, and that's what I talk about is like being a better human. It doesn't mean necessarily like keeping yourself or stuff, but even just communicating and being friendly and you know, just. Because you, you don't know the impact you'll have on somebody if they just had a bad day or something and you even make them laugh or chuckle about something or whatever, you know, just being goofy. And a lot of times when I'm out in town, especially with when I'm with friends, I'll just be goofy just to be goofy because I'm all about making people laugh. Like, because laughter is a food of life. I don't care what nobody sure. says, right? Sure. And, and so that's the part of it. And that, you know... We're we're off the, the the subject we were talking about, but I mean I I I I wish from El Presidente or you know President for Life or Prime Minister whatever your the leader is all the way down to to Ricky Rockbreaker, you know good cool, old Ricky <laughs> man. Ricky breaking he works those rocks. He works it every day, man. Ricky, I, every I wish day. that you can depend he on could Ricky just, Rockbreaker. he breaks them rocks like nobody you can, can break rocks,
1: man. Every day.
0: so But I just wish that we could, man. I wish we could. I agree. You know, I think
1: life is made – this is one of the reasons you and I – you know, we've talked about a lot of this before. But this is one of the reasons we get along is I believe life's made up of the the tiny moments. And, you know, know, there will be a point, if I'm fortunate in the way I exit this life, that I will be on a a deathbed and able to reflect. And what you will miss most and what you will regret the most is not the – not the big moments, it's the tiny moments, it's the little moments, it's those things. And you have to be intentional about those. And it's it's worth, yeah. if you want to live a life with no regrets, live a life with no regrets by being intentional about how you spend the everyday. Sure, we want to have our trips to wherever and we want to have those big moments. And those are important too, and those are memorable. But on the, yeah, on the sure. whole, happiness comes in the form of being happy every day and every moment. If you're not happy, here's what something I will promise you, happen. You want some? You want some wisdom things I've learned, right? Oh man, here it comes. If you're not happy with what you have, you'll never be happy with what you get. Damn. So greed is yep. a treadmill that kills no one yep. but you. So, all right, happy. What you watching, man? Let's talk about let's let's talk about uh, what happens watching. This is one of my favorite parts of every podcast. We do it every time. <laughs> I, I freaking love this. I love to know what you're watching. I always write it down, and then about half the time I watch it. Um, I have them all on my list to watch. But so, so Hapa, what are you watching?
0: So first of all, I'm real. So one of the going back a little bit, we talked about uh, shows being put on hold. Somebody feed Phil's new season's been put on hold.
1: Oh no, Hapa!
0: And that really upset. How did you take that? Did you, did, you, did
1: you cry that night. I
0: was, I was actually, I was hoping. That he had slid that season in under the radar mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and legitimately has upset me because that show I cannot emphasize it enough. I I've been told that some 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 of my friends have said I can't watch the show because it's very corny. But I'll look look, oh, man, nah, the world man, needs like some corny.
1: Show.
0: The world I, needs know, some corny.
1: All right. If biscuit if biscuits and gravy was a show, that's it. <laughs> just saying it's just it's just wholesome and good. Yes. And it's not and I love And it's educational. I love,
0: love, 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 love that he, at the end of every episode, brings everybody together for a yeah. meal. like that. Yeah. And when I say everybody, I don't mean just the people that he had on the show. Like the staff, the yep. producers. He'll be, he'll shove food in the face of the cameraman <laughs> on yep. camera. Oh, yeah. Like, That, to me, you know, anybody that knows me knows that, you know, Anthony Bourdain is somebody that I've I've tried to aspire to thought thought process-wise forever. And that was one of the things I loved about him and how he handled it. Everybody is a person. He was very thoughtful. I had the privilege of meeting him twice. And somehow he remembered me the second time from the first time I met him. I mean, that has left an indelible, like, imprint on me is amazing sure, you know um and to me phil is the same type of level of of thought process but anyway i i'm sorry i sidetracked um the military side of me saw the show lioness on on amazon oh, and, uh, and what did you think uh it's got zoe saldana in it so i'm already so it's, it's I, I did, starting off it, it, on did, a good leg it, there it, she could have been sitting reading freaking war and peace for six episodes and I would have (laughs) been fine. Yeah, I'd have been fine. I'm (laughs) just saying. I'd watch that. No, it legitimately (laughs) is um it's a god, I'm trying to think of what kind of show it would be like. It's a great take on special operations groups. Uh Uh-huh. um And the twist is that, you know, it's one of them is being run by a woman and a woman that's trying to to have a family and run a family and then run her operators family. And I don't know. It was a really good show. I think it's a great show and it shows kind of the risks that our folks put in um, to get done what they need to get done every day. But it also shows some of the darker sides of the like what our government does to get things done kind of thing which you know anytime i'm down for another conspiracy i'm i'm, oh, right. yeah. I'm okay That's with so that funny. so yeah we great just show watching. it's first season is 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 worth checking the out. one
1: up so yeah it's i think it's worth watching for sure okay yeah, yeah we just finished jack ryan and know uh,
0: oh it's so good up.
1: right so the Jack Ryan show, and this was the last season. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's on Amazon Prime. And, you know, Jack Ryan is a, a bigger-than-life character. And one of the things I think yeah. the show did really well, and I'm going to take all the characters out of it, because I think the character acting was really good in that show. Yep. Um, I think it was pretty exceptional. Ted Kaczynski and Ted Kaczynski. Nah, John Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. Krasinski. Krasinski. Was wasn't that the Unibomber? Unibomber. <laughs> <laughs> Unibomber? He's not in that show, um, best of my knowledge. But the guy that plays, you know, it, it, it's, it's the guy from his gym from The Office. <laughs> there you go. Yep. That's how I remember him. John. He Krasinski. has got
0: a lot of serious roles, by the way. He's I, fantastic. I'm, I'm digging him for
1: it, yes. He is He is really fantastic in that show, and the, the supporting cast is just on point. But what I think that show did, as well as anything, is on location filming. Yep. And if you watch that show for anything, watch it for the locations they're filming in, the the work they do filming there is gorgeous, and they put all yeah, these amazing yeah. locations in a, in a really good light. Um, you know, they, Myanmar, there was a lot done in Myanmar in this most recent one, and it's just really fascinating to me. The show's good. I enjoy the show, but it's exactly Jack Ryan. Yeah. That's what I expected it to be. But the location filming. So I may, I, I may check out Lioness. I think that's something that I, my wife and I can get into. Um, if you, so so I love John
0: Krasinski in in <laughs> the Krasinski. roles I that he played. It's. <laughs> 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 Near the same, you know, thing. the, the anyway. show about uh, Ted Kaczynski. Uh, <laughs> so I love the roles that he's had since he's gotten a little bit more serious. Like, have you ever seen Thirteen yeah. Hours? No. Put that on your list. Okay. Thirteen Hours is about the Benghazi
1: ordeal. Oh yes, I I'm gonna have a hard time watching that one, and you're not gonna talk off stream or off podcast about why. But yeah, so Thirteen Hours. Yep. I am always yeah. up for seeing uh, in.
0: And I know some people might roll their eyes when I say this, but I'm. Anytime I can watch a movie about events that I I have direct knowledge about, yep, yep. I I will. Um, Thirteen hours. I was actually off the coast listening to a lot of the radio chatter. Uh, I was on a ship that was wanting to support them, sure. and we were told to stand down. Um, yep. That that show and, and nails a that lot ship of things. Were not alone
1: in that. Moment, no, a lot. In, yes, in wanting to support right.
0: And if if you really want to educate yourself about what happened uh, decision-wise in our government at the time, not to get political again, uh, I would watch that movie. I highly recommend it because it will educate you on a level that you probably – most Americans I don't think understand what happened there. Um, But. But Jack Ryan's great, and what sucked me into to the Jack Ryan series wasn't John Krasinski; it was knowing that Michael Kelly was in that show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who Michael Kelly is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in that show. He was in House of Cards. He was. He's,
1: he's that guy. Is, is now? Have you seen all of the seasons?
0: Yes, for for Jack Ryan.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay, so you're caught up. and I'm, I'm not going to give any yep. spoilers here. But if you don't know Michael Kelly, he has been in so many things. And what I will tell you is. Mostly you, supporting roles, which is sad, too. Absolutely. And he is one of the best supporting actors you're going to find anywhere. Um, and in, in Jack Ryan, the part that he plays is.
0: I love his character.
1: He's just perfect for it. And he plays it yeah, perfectly. Yeah. But yeah. he does it every time. Yeah, right. Yeah. The supporting cast in that show is, is just is just
0: phenomenal. but but Michael Kelly has had that role. He the role he's got in Jack Ryan. It, I'm sorry, is the exact same role he had in House of Cards.
1: Oh, dude! If you, you watch House of, House of, of Cards, Cards, ooh, it, ooh, ooh at House and, of Cards, he is cold. And in by House the way, Cards. he's in Lioness too. Okay, see, maybe that's it. And
0: maybe he plays a bit, bit more Kelly of shows a center of what I need role. To be checking out
1: Michael Kelly. That if, man is a good
0: point. actor. I wish he was more more front center
1: i I did too he's fantastic there was a yeah there was a basketball player robert ory who played on a lot of championship teams and he was never the guy right but yeah lakers houston (laughs) right yeah man he was winning a lot of championships and there's just people out there who make or break an endeavor because of their involvement michael kelly to me is as good as it gets so cool well very cool thank you for sharing uh what you what you are watching Hapa? That's always that's yeah, always part yeah, of my favorites.
0: If you do watch Thirteen Hours, though, I will say that if uh, I, I would be surprised if you didn't shed a couple tears. I'm just warning you ahead of time. I have no doubt how, no doubt. how things go a, down.
1: I have a, a personal connection there, so I'll, I'll hit you up at some point and, and we can talk about it. Yeah, that was that was that that would be a, a probably a heavy watch for me and, and well worth it. It's
0: yeah, it's it's pretty rough. The first time I watched it, I actually had to I had to pause it and step away for a bit because it was yeah 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 it's rough
1: yep but um anywho anywho so what are you uh what are you
0: what are you listening
1: to nothing about me what do you so so uh you know i this is interesting right because i do New music, love to hear new music. Yep, and I always listen to it in album form. So anyone who doesn't know that about me, I'll share that for the podcast. Never shared it here. Love music, obviously, super into music, and love to hear things in full length album forms. I, I consider if you're a good artist, you know, you can make a song. If you make a great album, you're a great artist. The best make many great albums, right? So if you can listen to an album right. which is a collection of music end to end, you are. That's a special. Occurrence and it tells you kind of where an artist is in their world, in their life, where they are at a point in time, and you can go back in time and you can talk to Pete Floyd, right? Or you can go back and Stevie yeah. Dan, right? You can go yeah, back and yep, there's yep. there's all these reference, but the Beatles, obviously, you know, Beach Boys with Pet Sounds, like there's these were yeah, point man. in time moments, and one song would not have conveyed that, right? Yeah. So like Pet Sounds is a great example, right? The Wall of Sound, Phil Spector, like the the the, the stuff that Brian Wilson was doing. From an album standpoint, was unbelievable, but one song would not have would have covered it. So, right uh, for so as an introductory, you know, I'll always talk about albums, right? So when when I'm listening yep. to something right now, I'm listening to uh, a great Grace Potter had a new album come out two weeks ago called Mother Road, and I don't know if you know Grace Potter or not. Uh, Grace Potter, great keyboard work, um, fantastic show. Start off life, um, her career is is kind of a roots rock southern rock blues rock um you know artist and and has moved in a little bit more of a, a pop kind of direction more recently but mother road that album is, is a bit back to where she came from and is a very good album okay. Great to listen. trying to listen through uh that my probably 15th or 16th time um very much enjoying it i happen to like grace potter anyway i'm a keyboard player grace potter plays keys. So I'm, sure. I'm kind of, I think, legally required to enjoy her music. But, yeah, yeah so <laughs> I would say uh, check out Grace Potter, um, Mother Road. And and uh, Asking Alexandria had an album that came out Friday that I'm pretty excited to check out. have not listened all the way through yet, but if you're into a little bit harder rock stuff, uh, Asking Alexandria had an album that came out. So I'm looking forward to checking that out, too.
0: Nice. Fair enough. And uh, so, should we talk about the game that
1: you and I uh, yeah. are Yeah, we always together. do what you plan. So this is the last thing yeah, we always I do. do. Um, you know, if we're going to hit two hours, we've got about 12 minutes left. So yep. what I'll say is every every podcast, right, we've gotten to the point where we like to talk about a game we're playing together. Now, the reason we do that is because <laughs> you and I met as a result of video games. Yep. Um, and we do spend a, a, a probably more than average amount of time playing video yeah, games for together. Sure. Uh, it's usually us and our pal Deacon, right, and we hang out and play video games and Um, for a long time through our friendship, that was a video game. And more recently, it's been a variety of games. And so every podcast, every two weeks, we talk about a new game that we've picked up. Um, And the more recent one, I'll let you talk more about it, but you and and Deacon were like, hey, you got to check this game out. It's Remnant 2. Um, Yeah, man. And I think that game's worth talking about. So so tell me your thoughts on Remnant 2. So I am
0: not, and this is probably a more recent development than not. I am not... I don't enjoy games so much that are solo playthrough games like, you know, like Red Dead Redemption's typically played by yourself and you go through the story. There's an entire story, you know, and everything. Those games bore me. I love them at first, but I get bored very quickly and then I don't finish them. Um, mm, I'm a gotcha. huge, huge, huge lover of games that I can play with friends and go through the entire campaign with friends, and progress with friends. And and Remnant 2, for me, has been one of those games. And the thing I love about Remnant 2 is there is the meta that everyone's going to tell you you should do this, but then oh yeah, you sure. can build to how you play and be just fine. And then if you look up video YouTube videos, you'll see two different types of videos. It'll say solo play, group play. Because you can play the game by yourself 100% be fine. You have to build a certain way. And then you can play with your friends, and that'll be a completely different build to your character. Oh, yeah. Either, yep. And and the way you build your character is to support the group, right? Not your yourself. Um, and that's the thing I love so much about Remnant um, is the fact that they nailed from the initial start of the game co-op not like you know a whole chapter into the game and the art department holy crap
1: the art department is yeah
0: the venues are gorgeous like there was was a few times where Seven and I were roaming through the world and we both just stopped and I was like hey man or he said hey man look up and you just look up at the world and you're just
1: blown away it takes a Love lot it. In, in video games. So I, I would say that the art design and the sound design, which I'll come back to in a second because I'm just a geek for that. But yeah, man. the sound design is on point. But the art, it takes a lot these days, I think, to yeah. impress when you're yeah. talking about the set design, right? The, the set pieces that have been designed for video games are, are pretty routinely at this point stunning. Yeah, yeah. You know, video game companies have gotten pretty good at that. And they're starting to get really good at sound design, you know, with music and ambiance and and the different sound designs. But the We were talking about that last night,
0: actually, the audio.
1: We were, but the art in Remnant 2 is deep and textured and well done, and it works well with RTX, and it looks amazing. And even the, you know, the textures are on point. It's uh, not copy and paste like a lot of other games, right? It's gorgeous. It's absolutely, yeah. positively gorgeous. Yeah. And it, it's the kind yeah. of gorgeous that just stops you from time to time. And you think, wow. So you're, I'm sitting there playing a yeah. video game, and you're just looking around. Of course, about then, some guy throws some Molotov cocktail in his back <laughs> Exactly, of the yeah. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, oh, my yeah. God, look at the sky. And, yeah, it, it has been a blast to play that game. It really has. And I love that
0: you can build. There's no right or wrong way, as far as I can tell, necessarily – to, to build your character in that game, you build you build a character how you think it's going to best benefit you or the team. So, like most games nowadays, if, you know, people that have gamed with me, haven't realized I usually build for a tank, dude. That's just in the middle of the fray, headbutting everything. Oh, is that
1: is that uh, always how you do it?
0: <laughs> that's pretty much how I am. If I can, okay. If there's a tank in in the game, I don't necessarily care about my damage output. If I'm able to aggro everything to me. And let the rest of the group kill everything. I'm fine with it, and so I, I, I did that in in I think a, I, don't even know how many games I've done that now. I've built my <laughs> characters that way, but but I I love that you can do that, or you could build your DPS, or you could be able to be a healer, or you could build to be whatever. There's a, there's a lot of builds in that game, and I think it's great that they have such a variety in how you can build your characters.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been impressed too with the. Uh... The fun versus grind versus complexity balance. That you know, yeah. it's, it's sometimes hard for for games to to really achieve that. When you're you're talking about you know, the game needs to be fun first and foremost, right? It's got to be fun. Yep. Um, but there's plenty of games that are fun that don't keep you engaged for long enough, right? And and so in order for it to keep you engaged, it's got to have a certain amount of complexity, things for you to figure out, puzzles to work out, and yeah, things of that nature.
0: Sure.
1: And then to keep you coming back, there's got to be some rewarding grind. Right, some amount of thing, you know, a, a looter shooter, which is what this is, it's like, okay, I got to go figure out, you know, how to do all the stuff and get my build. And then I, once I've got all that figured out, I got to go do the kill the things yeah. and get the stuff. And yep. the balance of that in this game is, has been really kind of phenomenal. You and I've had way too much fun. Um, and in particular, when we have Deacon around with us, right, we've had way too much fun learning boss fights, right? You don't get punished, right? And you know, we had a particular boss fight the other night, and I swear we. We're so close to wiping every, you know, five, six times, and we end up winning the boss, and it's like, oh yeah, and you get that nice little celebration. It's a, it is a well done game. It kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. you have been talking about it before it came out. I had not really been keeping up with it. You'd been keeping up with it, and I was like, all right, this thing's all right. And yeah, definitely a good purchase to me. Well, well worth, uh, well worth the money you'd spend on the game. I think it's definitely worth checking out if you're on the fence about it. Go
0: hop on YouTube and. And go look up some videos or whatever. And, and it, it, I don't know, it's worth it. It's a fun game. It's not overly me- heavy mechanics. It's uh, pretty intuitive as far as I can tell, mechanics wise. Um, you do need to look up some stuff every now and then, just kind of see how things affect whatever. But that's in any game nowadays. But yeah, Remnant 2, hu- I, I highly recommend. Highly, highly, highly
1: yeah. Absolutely worth so, checking out. Uh, absolutely. For sure. What happened? That does it for our, our list of yeah, things man. to talk about. I think we made it through our whole list and we did it, you know, last time we were five minutes long. So, five minutes. These things happen. Five minutes, well, five minutes on this side of it. I'll take it. Five minutes, any man. It's really going to be four sure. minutes and six seconds. So, right. I always mention at the end of every
0: podcast, uh, definitely either uh, in the chat here, if you guys uh, watch the, the, the video itself, Leave comments to us. Hit the like button. It helps the algorithm. You guys, I'm sure, have heard that a million times from various YouTubers. But if you have questions or topics you'd love for us to talk about, definitely put those in there or shoot us an email. The email should be on the the YouTube account as well. It's pretty straightforward. Real talk with HAPA and 7 and spelled out, not an ampersand, um, because you can't do that in email addresses apparently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or shoot either of us a... A message on whatever social media platform or discord i think you had you have said it before you pretty much everywhere you're yeah, seven
1: right? yeah i am on there uh s3vyn on just about everything um i try for you know since 1999 i've been using that name and so i try to have an account even if i don't actively use it i try to have the account at least parked so yeah i'm on pretty much everything and uh, probably the easiest way to reach me is is through um twitter x whatever you can dm me there um that seems to be the way most people want to hit me up so yeah that there's that we both have twitch channels right worth checking out um using these names Uh, i'm on mine far less than probably i should be but uh, (laughs) it is there right and i I am lurking on twitch here and there and you what, what is your favorite social media how how can people get in touch with you directly
0: honestly any of them uh hapa underscore fodder um is if you google that you'll find me i i'm i'm the same way i think i've pretty much squatted everywhere every platform i can think of with hapa underscore fodder and and i own them um so just dm me twitch twitter discord whatever the case would be you'll you'll probably find me um we definitely value your feedback yep. I definitely value the the likes and subscribes and all that and i think this has been an awesome ride i don't think that seven and i say that enough that we sincerely appreciate the feedback and the views that you guys give us. I know uh, I, I don't necessarily want to speak for seven, but I, I'm pretty sure that we both think the same, same <laughs> way. that we. No, I absolutely this. hate it. <laughs> drives me crazy. Hey, you know, it, <laughs> How dare it is you? Worth,
1: it is worth mentioning, though, because there's, you know, Tuesdays, every other Tuesday, we do the podcast live, and it's over on YouTube. So if you want to check us out there, you can watch us live. You can chat with us um, while we do the podcast. We don't generally address chats while we are doing the podcast simply because the podcast most commonly is consumed through podcast mediums, right? So there would be no, it'd be a little bit stark or startling to be like, you know, uh, I don't know, what is, why are they talking about chat? And so, but if you do want to watch and you want to hang out and chat, uh, I usually do respond in chat, even if we don't uh, address it on the podcast. And then you can get our podcast literally anywhere you get podcasts. So that's, you know, I don't care if it's Spotify, Apple, wherever it is, you get podcasts, you should be able to get the podcast. Uh, and we do appreciate you all. Hanging out listening. We we do have a particular show, podcasts, that we're looking to create subjects for future state. Um, someone brought up the idea to us that uh, we should talk about historical events and our thoughts on those. And we thought that was pretty fascinating as both of us kind of have uh, an interest in history and, and that might be something fun to do. So if you have a favorite historical event, reach out to one of us. Let us know. Um, and it, <laughs> and uh, we would love to hear your craziest ideas of historical events, because we may just, we may bite off some of the crazier ones, honestly, you know, knowing us, we may be like, let's, let's, let's try that really odd one that someone recommended that we don't know anything about. Let's read up on it and then have our hot takes on, you know, Joan of Arc or whatever it is that we decide to talk about.
0: Yeah. And uh, that will do it for us, I think, today, the 29th of August, 2023. We hope to see you all, uh, not this coming Tuesday, but the following, so two weeks from now. Um, As always, that's the disclaimer. If something comes up in real life, we may push it back a little bit, but we try every other Tuesday to do as we can. So appreciate y'all. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week and hope to see you guys next time.